Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Amen. Thank you very much, Chanel. Um, yeah, thank you very much, guys, for coming out this evening and and worshiping. It was really an awesome time of worship tonight. I just want to thank the the band. Um, it was really cool, really exciting, and Emily as well for the epic art and yeah. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I just felt a wonderful sense of his his presence tonight um, while I was worshiping, and just a sense of joy and and just like a peace. I feel like there's still a peace now as well. So that's really cool. Um, basically, what I want to do tonight is I just want to share my testimony, um, and hopefully that will just encourage and and strengthen you guys. Um, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to what I want to do. So. I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray that you would just come upon me right now and that you would anoint my lips, that I would be able to speak what you want me to say and say what you want me to say. And Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your peace. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that I'm your child. Thank you, Father. Thank you that nothing can, nothing can remove me from your presence. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, if you guys have your Bibles, I'm going to start with some scripture. And then I'm going to move on to the testimony. I'm going to bring it in skillfully. It's going to be really skillfully, yeah. Preach skillfully for the Lord. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, I should probably tell you where I'm going. Um, Okay, so Luke 7 verse 36. The title is Jesus Anointed by a Sinful Woman. Okay, verse 36, Luke 7, verse 36. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. She wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two men owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii, and the other 50. Either of them, neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. 
You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You do not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You do not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Cool. I love scripture, by the way. <laughs> um, okay. My story. So, basically, um, I've grown up, I've been in Hillside pretty much my entire life, as long as I can remember. Um, my parents were one of the original uh, one of the originals, <laughs> um, yeah, OG. Um, um, I grew up in this church. Um, I was baptized when I was about six years old. Uh, I remember. Um, yeah, I just grew up in this church. I grew up in a strong Christian home, um, and it was really cool. Um, so from time, from when I was maybe yeah, from the beginning of my life until maybe about fourteen years old. I basically just lived in this like dream state um, where I, I was very much aware of God. I believed that God was real. I was totally in for this Christian thing. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just a child and just enjoying life. And I'm, I'm going to grow up to be a like, famous cricketer or something. And like, life's going to be good and it's going to be epic. Um, and uh, yeah, stuff was good. Um, and as things progressed, um, I got into Hillside Youth. Okay, now Hillside Youth was absolutely amazing. It was it was very interesting. And looking back now, it's it's a bit difficult. It's yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, I had we had very interesting times, and um, it was led by Mike, and he I think he led us very well. Um, um, yeah, it was just an, it was just an awesome time. I got I got made a. A home group leader. It didn't last very long, but uh, it was it was an honor. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was very cool. Uh, we saw the Holy Spirit move and um, went on youth camps, and it was very exciting. And stuff was cool. Um, yeah, youth youth got really big. There were like fifty of us, and it was it was stuff was really moving, and it was very exciting. And then as I grew up, and as I Mark left and people left and, and stuff changed a little bit. There was a change of leadership and whatever. And I, I sort of moved on from, from youth. Um, and um, yeah, so let me just get my notes here to remember what I'm going to say. So, okay. So when it got to, when I got to about grade 11, um, Things started to break down a little bit for me when it came to my walk. Um, basically, what I started doing, well, well I'll, it, it stems from youth. So I, I was very much involved in youth, and then stuff sort of got disrupted, and I, I was kind of disappointed, and I became a bit despondent. Um, and I was like, you know, what's the, what's the point in this? Like, what's, you know, stuff's just going bad, and like, 
Um, at the time, I, I'd been diagnosed with Crohn's disease. It's this autoimmune disease. And um, basically, I, I had a lot of uh, medical procedures, and um, I've had huge, um, about a whole section of my small intestine removed and put back together. It's been very hectic, and I won't go into all of it. But it was, it was rough. And yeah, so as, as, I was, as I was going through high school, I just became more and more sort of despondent, and, and I felt myself wandering away from God. Um, it was, it became, I was, I was entering into a very dark, a very dark um, place. Um, not good. Um, basically, I started, to, I started to lie a lot. I became incredibly selfish. Um, I lied to my parents. I, 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 I started to drink. I started to, you know, my parents never knew that I, that I did any of this stuff. I started to, to drink and get drunk, and my father's never drunk in his life. Um, you know, drink and get drunk and lie about where I was going and partying and, and smoking, smoking and smoking stuff and doing it. No, I'm serious. Yeah, it's, um, and just like, I just, I just got into this mindset where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I, I'm no longer trying to be this nice Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it now. I'm, I wanna be like hardcore. Like, let's see how hardcore I can go. And that was my mentality. I, I just wanted to be as hardcore as possible and as aggressive and as, like, just, like, confident but in the wrong way, you know, just, like, mean and cool and just chase after all these, these like, lusts of the flesh. And, and this sort of progressed, and, and it was up and down, and I was, I was in and out of... of of being interested in church, and then I was just like, nah, I'm not that interested anymore. And it sort of carried on through matric. I had a terrible matric. I'm surprised that I passed, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was, it was awful. Um, and as I went into uh, varsity, varsity was also interesting. I, I sort of, I suppose it was, it was good in the sense of I'd, I'd gone to this, this, um, this love for music, and I, I really put everything into my music. Um, because because of my sickness, I was really into cricket when I was in high school, but I just never I just could never compete. Uh, part of the reason was I mean I wasn't talented enough, but I was also not well enough. Um, so I guess that added to the whole issue. But anyway, so I, I really started to get into music. I really put all of myself into music, um, but still continued on this path of of, of sort of selfishness and 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 the self desire. Um, However, as I, as I went through varsity, I, I started to become a little, more, a little bit more introspective and, and started to, to like hold back a bit on, on all these crazy things that I was doing and these weird paths I was going in my head. Um, and I started to slowly, once again, seek the truth. Um, I just felt drawn to this idea of, of truth and what is truth and where is truth. Um, and like, what is the point of this life? I still in my, in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, God is there, right? God is real. Um, and you know, and like church is cool and, and there's something good about that. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to do this on my own and I want to figure this life thing out on my own. Um, and so I started to pursue truth. Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting to the good stuff. I promise. Okay. So I started to look for truth, and I, I, I would, I was, I would look anywhere. So I, I dived deep into like secular philosophy and 
and um, and politics, and I was I was just looking for something to something worthy of following, something worthy of giving my life to, because I, I was fed up with 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 living this life of selfishness. I wanted to find something that I could throw myself into, you know, some like almost like a soldier wanting to just throw himself into into a battle just so that I can I can I can go and I can die and it can be honourable and then I can be done with it type of thing. That was that was my mentality. Um, and so I just slowly started to seek truth again, um, although I was seeking in the wrong places, obviously. And as I continued, as I continued on this path, um, I remember one day I, I remember the, the verse, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And it's something, it's something just clicked a little bit there, just, 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 just a little bit. Um, and I was like, okay, so, okay, that's cool. So Christianity, let me, I'm going to re-examine Christianity. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it another go. I'm going to sort of look at it again. Um, and so I did. And I started, but, but all the while, in, in the back of my mind, as I, as I delved back into this, I was like, you know, I'm, I sort of, I was still, it was weird if I think back now, I was, I felt like I was fine then, but I realized now I was, I was not fine at all. I thought like, yeah, like I'm just coming back into truth and like I'm coming back like into church and like I'm going to come back and it's going to be good. Um, but I realized now that I really wasn't fine. Things weren't really good. Uh, were really not good. Um, so yeah, I just, I just pursued truth and started to like watch preachers again and, 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 and listen to guys um, and sort of delved really deep into like theology and and I felt like uh, I think the funny thing is that throughout my throughout my life I've always had this sort of knack for the word and like being able to know scriptures and like and and that actually rested on that like rested on the fact that I could that I, I knew a lot of all like I knew all the right scriptures and all the right words and I could like say all the right things like in church I was very well versed in like the Christian speak um, I could, you know, I, throughout that whole period, um, complete, I, was, I could completely just like be a, just like blend into the church thing and just like speak in, you know, the terms. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, like use all the right words. And so in a sense, I almost rested on that. I rested on that, um, on the fact that I could, I could blend in and like to my mind, like that was my assurance. Like I was, like I'm, I'm good. Like I'm part of this community. Like it's just like this church. It's just like it's just a community, and that's what it's about. Um, but the more I delved, the more I delved, and I and uh, I, I started to find preachers that were really like preaching the truth um, about God and about Jesus and about the Holy Spirit. And uh, I started to to come into contact with this this idea of 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 what it means to be born again, and what it means to be regenerate, um, and to have a new nature. And to have new desires. And this was something that I'd never thought of before. Even though I'd sort of heard of it, I'd, I'd, I'd never thought of it before. And, I, and, and as I delved, I started to hear yeah, guys talk about being born again. And how your desires change. And you no longer, you, you, you no longer look at sin and enjoy it. Now you look at righteousness and be like, that's something. Oh, that's actually something that I would like to be like. It's, it's your, your, your mind changes. And um, we know that Paul says, 
um, you are transformed by the renewal of your mind. And um, yeah, I just, I just kept on coming into contact with this. Um, and then I, I remember watching a preach and, and, it's, and he said this line and it just, it just struck me and it, and it shook me. Um, he was speaking about like being born again and he was like, there is actually a transformation that takes place in a person. And for the first time I was like, I was, I was, I was, I was like, it was like the reality of this thing like just came alive to me. Like he was like, there is actually a transformation that takes place in someone. It's not just like words and, and lingo. Because for my whole life it was just, I just had like this, like I had all these right words and I thought like I was doing well as a Christian, like that's where I found my assurance. But I was actually resting on my own works. I was resting on my own sense of self-righteousness, the fact that I was in church, that I was good, that I was better than someone else. Um, I was better than non-church people, right? And for the first time I, I realized that that was not at all the way that I was living. Um, it, my life did not align with what, he was, with what this guy was saying. Um, and I was, I was deeply convicted. And um, yeah, um, basically, I think about a week later, I think my, it was my birthday and then like a week, I, don't, I can't remember exactly, but it was, it was last year. And I, I just remember one afternoon, the, this, this, this thing just like, or the Holy Spirit came and like was there. And, um, but I just felt so convicted about this. I just felt like I can't do this anymore. And I, and I remember I just broke down crying like, Father, I can't do this, I can't do this anymore. Um, and I gave my life to the Lord there. I was like, from now on, I, 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 I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm not interested in this, in this life anymore. I want your will. I want your will for me. Um, and I repented of my sins and I gave my life to Jesus there. And for the first time, it was like, I understand what this means. Um, and, and basically, for three days, um, I just went to like as many people as I could, like my family members, and just like confessed <laughs> that I'd been living a lie this whole time. And, and it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty, it was incredible. Um, it was very emotional for me. I'd never, ever done anything like it before. Um, and I was just, I was, I was doing this. And then on the last afternoon, I think I was home alone and I was by myself and, and it was weird, this, this, this weight of, of condemnation came over me, like this heaviness came over me. And it felt like I was being like, like I, I remember being home alone and I was just like walking around my house. I was, because I was in the word now, I was like, I was like really getting into it. Um, and this like weight of condemnation came over me and I, I just felt like I was being gripped like in my chest and like, like I was, like I was, felt like I was dying. Like it was the heaviest spiritual, like, thing that I've ever felt in my life. Like this spiritual oppression, and um, and I remember just walking around. It felt like I was having a, a panic attack. And I, I remember just like I just walked into my room, and I had my Bible open there, and I just, I just, I think I read like the word Jesus or something. I just like I don't know what else to do. I, I just, I'm just going to go read the word and just see what happens. And I, I remember like I just read a line like Jesus. And something just like snapped in my mind, like it clicked and my eyes just like lit up. And I remember this overwhelming sense of joy just suddenly come over me and I, I sprinted out of my house. I like ran out of my house, burst, burst out of the door, ran down to the garden. Um, and I remember just like standing on the edge of the garden and just like looking up, just being like, 
I'm saved. I'm saved. And it was just this overwhelming sense of joy. I can't even begin to like describe. Like, like I just, I knew. Yeah, I don't know. I just knew. I knew that I knew that I was saved and that God was real and Jesus was there and the Holy Spirit was all over me and inside of me. And it just felt like I was there. And I just, I actually was so desperate to, to just like go up to heaven right there and just be with them. Like, that's what I wanted. I was like, okay, cool, let's go. Like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with this earth. Like, <laughs> let's go. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just knew from then on that like this, like this, and this change just, just happened in my life. And, and it was incredible. Like, I, it was through no work of my own, through no work at all. I, I just came into this, this place of repentance and and God rescued me. He saved my life. And um, that's basically what I want to say. Um, the, the, the scripture here where, where Jesus is, where it's, it's Jesus and this woman and Simon, this Pharisee. I just find it so interesting here because I, this Pharisee describes what I think I was like. So, um, so let me, I'm just going to read it again here just so we can go through it. Now, one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other owed him 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she has loved much. But he who, has been given, he, has, he who has been forgiven little loves little. And Jesus said to her, your sins have been forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. And it's so interesting here how Simon's response. Okay, so this, this lady comes in and she's a sinner, she's a prostitute. And the whole town must have known it, okay? They must have known who this woman is. And she, and she comes here and she's just so desperate for Jesus. She's so desperate to, to meet this prophet. She, she has, she's, she's got nothing else, okay? In, in this culture, she knows, that, she knows that she is, everyone thinks that she is beyond saving. She is be, she's beyond it. And um, she finally sees the one, Jesus, the son of God, and she, knows, she recognizes who it is, and she says, if anyone can help me, it's this man. And so she gives everything she has. She, 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 she breaks the alabaster jar and washes his feet with her hair. She gives absolutely everything she has because she knows something of her sin. She knows who she, knows who she is before a righteous God, right? 
um, she knows that, and, she, and so she gives everything. But Simon, okay, who, who needs Jesus more in this situation, Mary or Simon? Well, the truth is they both need Jesus, right? But Simon is too self-righteous to see that. Simon thinks that he's on the same level as Jesus to a certain degree. He calls him teacher and he invites him into his home. But he doesn't feel the need to wash his feet because, it's, well, Nick, he's, he's one of us, right? He's, he's, he's on the sort of same level. He's like, I know this guy seems to know the word. He knows the law. Um, you know, I'm a Pharisee. He seems to be like a teacher. Like, so he can just come in and chill with us. But like, if he was a teacher, he would know who this woman is. You see the self-righteousness there because Simon is so engrossed in the fact that he, he knows the law and that he knows all the stuff, right? But um, he needs Jesus just as much as she. And so, yeah, that's basically what I, what I have to say, guys. It's, it was, uh, it was, it's been an incredible journey for me, and, yeah, I just want to encourage everyone. And um, can we just bow our heads and pray? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for what you've done, for what you've done in my life. I thank you that you have saved my life, Lord Jesus. I thank you for that. It would take an eternity for me to understand your love, your grace, your glory. I thank you for your grace, Father God. I thank you that you gave us, Lord Jesus, so that all who might believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.